So to be fair, when Christian asked me to do this, did not tell me the name was going to include without losing your mind. I don't know how to tell you how to not lose your mind. I lose my mind like three times a week or like a day. So your first feeling of the night is disappointment because I just can't help you with that. Um, What I can help you with is possibly like holding on to your mind slightly longer. But if you hear a psychologist telling you that she loses her mind, we might be on the same page. So we'll go from there. Um, My goal for tonight, no matter what age you are, when you come into my office, no matter what your problem is, my office, we talk about feelings. It comes down to feelings every time. Um, What's your child feeling and how are they telling you? And I don't care if they're 17 or 7. This is my child. She has nothing to do with me being a psychologist, so you'll get some advice that I learned in school. But she gives me really great examples. And to give Kenzie a break, Kenzie didn't get any teeth until she was 14 months old. And Kenzie is currently cutting four teeth. So I've been screamed at 97 times today, um, and that's where a lot of my examples are going to come from. But I swear, some isn't lying, and she is happy. She's just not in that picture, and she's not going to be in a lot of the videos I'm going to show you. So we're going to get to know Kenzie. And Kenzie has always been really great at telling me her feelings. And I know what you're thinking, Amanda, well, you're a psychologist. Well, let's see, let's see what we're talking about. So I don't know if anyone else heard Kenzie say, Mom, I'm really upset that we're going to bed right now. That's what she was actually She just, you know, that I don't know if you... This is, this is a really great one because you're actually going to hear me losing my mind and Kenzie's going to enjoy it. That's me losing my mind. You would stop it. Stop! It's not funny. You it's, stop it. It's hilarious. You you stop it. No. Ah. Kenzie used no words and told me she was feeling feisty. <laughs> slightly defiant, and not really caring for those vegetables I took time to roast. Great. Oh. This has no volume, but I had the nerve to take Kenzie to um, Sky Zone the other day for jump time, and this is her telling me she's not impressed that she can't jump and drink water at the same time, but again, she was just screaming. (sighs) Kenzie doesn't always scream. This is Kenzie um, clearly telling me she's feeling brave, and so proud when she lifted up her little face. She was like, do you believe what I'm doing? And I was like, no, please get down. You're going to die. Oh, yeah. Kenzie was super sad the other day. I don't know why. I probably told her she couldn't have cookies for breakfast. I'm a really terrible person, and I just get screamed at all the time because of it. So Kenzie is almost two. And you might be thinking, yeah, Amanda, that's great, but my child has words. I bet your child's telling you how they feel. Oh, this does have... Here, she wanted her dad. He's way better than me. I'm a terrible person. I was probably on her shoes to go jumping. So your child, 
is telling you how they feel. They're just maybe using a different way than you're used to. I find it hilarious how many parents sit in my office with their five-year-olds and tell me they've been growled at and hissed at. Yeah, it's really entertaining. They're not really growling and hissing at you. They're just rather annoyed at you. And they're meaning to say, hey, mom, you're making me mad right now. I hate you. Oh, five-year-olds love to hate you. They're just mad at you. They just don't know how to say it, maybe. Then we get some seven-year-olds learn that they can tell you things. I went to school, and I learned that I have words, and I'm going to tell you how I feel, except we probably don't like it that much. I don't really want to argue with you about why you can't have whatever you want. So it's but mom, but dad, a whole lot of yelling, and all these wonderful ages have evil eyes. Those are great. Why do you ruin my life? Uh, And then 10-year-olds, they know how to argue with you, but they also know you don't like it that much. So we have a whole lot of stomping going on, door slamming. And to be fair to all these children, it's really just because it's all your fault as parents, right? It is my fault, 97, my child is screaming at me because I won't let her eat the letter K off a keyboard. (laughs) I asked for that. I took it away from her, and she was having a perfectly fine time until her mom ruined her life. So I'm sure you can think of several examples where you gave your child the wrong color plate and they got really mad at you. Well, you shouldn't have messed that up, right? You're bad. It's not their fault. And to be fair to our children, they have good feelings. I have also had squeals today. And yesterday, after I got screamed at, I got a nice kiss and an I love you, and that was nice. So our children have good feelings that they also show us. They say to us, but these feelings don't bring you to this beach today. These, These feelings make us lose our mind in the other way where we're like, oh, she's so cute. Let's have more. We should have more babies. Let's have all of them. I can't, I can't help you with that. But when these outweigh the bad, we can hold on to our brain a little more. But our kids, they get teeth, and they go through growing spurts, and they become teenagers maybe, or 10-year-olds, or 5-year-olds, or 7-year-olds, and we have rough days and rough periods. And so, oh, oh yeah, she's having a great time. <laughs> She was having fun. She was like, Mom, I'm having the best time. And she didn't have to say anything. So we're going to talk about what do we do. Um, One of the most powerful things for me as a parent of a two-year-old who gets screamed at all the time is to remember she has as much of a right to be happy as she does to be sad. And if my child was happy, I would not be over here like, oh, what do I do with you? You're driving me crazy. I would just be like, oh, She's so cute. I love her. This is the best. Everyone should have kids, right? But when they are losing their mind, if I can be say to myself, you are not out to get me right now, right? You are not trying to torture me right now, which I was pretty sure from like day five that I was like, why are you doing this to me? She's not. She has feelings. And if I can give her her feelings, I have so much more power. So the first suggestion I have is to label a feeling and or behavior. There's a lot of power in saying, you're sad right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought this would be really have, so you're going to get it at the end on a card. But you don't have to worry about it now. Um, 
It's going to cost you like 30 seconds now. I have to think of what I was saying. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of power in saying you are sad right now. You're crying. Your voice is really loud right now. That's it. Uh, You talk about older kids. They might get mad if you're like, hey, you're sad. (laughs) Good luck with that one, right? To a 10-year-old, they might not like that. Um, And on the card, there's other suggestions for saying, like, I wonder what you're feeling right now. I notice that you're crying right now. Um, You might need to start with you're feeling sad right now with your 10-year-old. That's okay. Um, Kids learn their feelings from us. And I have parents sit in my office and say, well, we don't really talk about feelings. Well, I don't want to tell my child how I feel because I don't want them to worry about that. Well, you have feelings, and you could teach them to your child. So you can be in your car saying, hey, Kenzie, I'm really frustrated right now because you keep throwing your binky across the car and then asking for it. And I'm trying to drive, and I'm feeling really frustrated. Great. (laughs) She probably already knew I was frustrated when I was like, why are you doing Right? But now I've put a word to it for her. Put words to your feelings for your children, and then figure out how you want to put words to their feelings. That's powerful. You can label the cause. Oh, I... I'll give you a really great example. You are feeling sad. Why? Label the cause. Uh, because it's the middle of the night and you are not sleeping. Yeah, that, that's why you're feeling sad. Um, label happy feelings. You're feeling happy right now. You're feeling happy because you're playing with your friends. Squeals are happy feelings. Yay! Is a happy feeling. Um, so we don't think too labelings because they're great but that you can label those two and teach those two. Um, This is where it gets a little tricky. We're going to empathize with our children. We're going to tell them, hey, you have a feeling, and I get it. But I don't always know how to do that because my child is crying. Mm, That's not the one I want. Because I won't let him lick the toilet. <laughs> Whew. Well, that's a hard one. I don't know what to do with that. I'll try again later. Um, but I understand you're sad you aren't sleeping. I'm pretty sad about that, too. I like playing with my friends, too. That's good. Um, I, I mean, I want to eat cookies for breakfast sometimes, too. I don't want to go in my car seat sometimes, too. Um, So finding the way to say, like, you know what? I do understand what it's like not to get what you want. And that stinks. Our children, my child has to do stuff pretty much all day she doesn't want to do. One day I was like, what do you want to do today? She's like, play. Play Henry. Play Aji. Watch George. And I was like, shoot. Because we're going to go to the store. (laughs) So you're about to be really disappointed that your friends aren't there. Good luck with that. Um, And a lot of the time, especially when you're feeling like you're losing your mind, you have to determine the outcome, right? How is this situation going to end? Well, we're both going to cry together until she falls asleep because I got nothing else. Um, Or we're just going to keep playing with our friends. This is an example of me determining. I determined the outcome, and she wasn't really that thrilled with it, but I'll tell you about it. This is Kenzie crying in the room. Really cute though, right? She's a really cute crier. I told Kenzie she was not going to sit in the grocery cart and eat the dirty grapes. 
And that put me in a pickle because I like to offer hugs, right? If my child's screaming and having a meltdown, I'll take a hug. She'll take a hug. I'll take a hug like it feels good. But if I gave her a hug, I had to pick her up. And the option was sit in the front of the cart or walk. How dare I not hold my 30-pound child and push a shopping cart? How? She didn't like it. I let her cry on the floor for about a minute, and then she was like, Mom. And she walked, I think. Right? So we determine the outcome, whether it's good or bad. Um, Whether it's, hey, keep playing with your friends. Hey, we'll play with your friends again later. Or, listen, child, we're getting in the car. You can walk or I will carry you, but that is where we are going. So let's get ready. It's hard. It's hard to empathize with your child sometimes. It's hard to say, like, I understand you want to wear a swimsuit and go to the beach in December, but we're not going to. If we can say, hey, it's okay for you to feel upset about that. I don't really cry because I can't kiss the toilet, but I feel upset too when I don't get what I want. I no longer have to change that. I don't have to carry that on my shoulders. That's on Kenzie. So you let me know when you're done crying, and I'll be over here. Or do you want a hug? Um, but to be honest, like, this is all really great advice, but sometimes my child's just sitting on the floor crying, and I'm like, I can't right now. And that's okay, too. (laughs) Your child can be sad, and we don't have to say, do you want a cookie? Do you want ice cream? I'm so sorry you wanted a cookie, and I didn't give it to you. Here's your cookie. I will predict the future, and I will say, hey, if you get in your car seat, I'll give you a cookie. Because we're not getting in our car seat quietly. And I know that, but I'm not going to wait till I get screamed at to offer her the cookie. I'm going to preemptively offer her a cookie, and she will get into her car seat. And nobody will really know that I bribed her to get into her car seat, but I did. The great thing about any of these is you could use one of them or all of them. Normally, if you get to number two, you're doing number one, but you don't have to be. You don't have to say you're upset because it could just be like, your friend took your toy. I didn't label a feeling. I might choose to empathize, and I might determine an outcome, but if you can do one of these at a time, you're, like, you're a step ahead. So you don't have to feel pressure like, oh, what were those four things I was supposed to do? There's a lot of power in just being like, hey, you're really happy right now. That's cool. Mom's sad right now. I don't really know why. And if we can label our feelings for our children, and we can label their feelings, it's helping us. I was 27 years old. That's after I graduated graduate school, sitting on my couch watching Chopped, yelling at the TV. I am so mad at these people. Why are you doing that? They're not going to like that. Raw onion, what are you doing? Like 15 minutes later, I was like, I'm cranky. (laughs) My husband was like, yeah. Right? It's not easy. Sometimes we go minutes and days and weeks before we go, what is going on? It's hard for them, too. They just don't have the words always, just like we don't have the words. Um, So these are just my ways to help you not lose your mind. That's it.